Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, the early break. Fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always watch and comment on the show on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. And the show, of course, is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. You can also call us, 402-464-5685. Text the same number as well. What are you laughing about? Oh, we're going to talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, Mac- we are. Ma- okay, Cliff Kingsbury, whose team was eliminated. Yes, once again, last night the Cardinals lose to the Rams 34-11 to in the final game of the wild card round. Now, what are you laughing at? Cliff Kingsbury is their head coach. Yes. Former Texas Tech Red Raider head That's coach. Right. This is the ninth season Kingsbury will finish as the head coach of the Arizona Red Raiders. This was what Mac Ingle of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram writes. And this will be his only his third year with a winning record. Mac Ingle, Mac Ingle writes laughing. Mike Ingle Mac Ingle writes this. That type of record gets people fired, but my God, that's a handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted me to pull up his record. Yeah, because you were sent a tweet uh, that that shows that. That he starts seasons off fast, almost everywhere he goes, but he does not end them well anywhere. So this is, is his, this is his third season as Arizona. This is his, his third season as the Cardinals head coach. Yeah, and what I said was, see what Mac Ingle writes is he's the head coach of the Texas Tech Cardinals, and he combines his records. Yep. And if you look at Kingsbury, Kingsbury, if if you look at the end of his seasons as a head coach at both Texas Tech. And the Cardinals, there is a trend. Um, what what trend is that, Sip? <laughs> what trend could that be? I'll rip through them fast. At right. Texas Tech in 2013, lost five of six, last six. Five of the last six. 2014, lost four of the last six. 2015, lost four of the last six. 2016, lost six of eight. 2017, lost six of the last eight. Hmm. 2018, lost five of the last five. Fast forward to the Arizona tenure, Arizona Cardinals, 2019, lost seven of his last nine. Mm. 2020, lost five of his last seven. 2021, lost five of his last six. Including my, a shellacking by the Lions yeah, in there. But my point. God, that is a handsome man. Now, how's he? Now, now what do you do? See, this, I want to get into what this. What do you do? Because I, I thought now, about this. Now, why do you want to get into this? No, it is, I, I want to. Discuss it for this reason, because this is one example that where I go against what I'm about to say. Mm. But I, I want you to hear me out. Okay. So take us back to Sunday real quick. Okay. The Cowboys are the favorites against the, the Niners. They never lead in that game. They lose by six, and the season's over for what was supposed to be a really good Cowboys team. They were, they were good this year. They, 14 penalties. They thought they could be a Super Bowl team, and they lost in the first round to a team that snuck in the playoffs – the week before, by overcoming a 17-point deficit to beat the Rams and make the playoffs. 
Now, I still have always found it weird that we talk about firing coaches who make the playoffs. you got to realize, again, I'll bring myself into this conversation as a Dolphins oh fan. My, God. my team rarely ever makes the playoffs. Okay, There's a lot of teams every year that do not make the playoffs where it makes sense to fire the coach. They fell short of the goal. I mean, the goal every year is to win it all, but the, the first goal is to qualify for the playoffs, right? That's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. There's sometimes teams that are supposed to be great that fall short of the playoffs. It makes sense to fire that coach. I've always thought it's weird talking about coaches who lose in the playoffs getting fired because I don't experience that. I'm Again, I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm used to pain and bad football and, and coaches getting fired for going 6-10. and 10. Like, they deserve to get fired. But if you go 11-5 or 12-4, but you lose in the first round of the playoffs... I, there was a year Marty Schottenheimer went fourteen and two and got fired. It's a nuanced discussion, right? Because he went he went fourteen and two. It's yeah. nuanced, though. You know why? I mean, there's because because expect there's an expectation that can be built into the discussion, right? Yes. I mean, if Nick Saban throws a nine and three, there's people in the Alabama fan base who are going to say he's losing it. We may, we maybe we should start thinking about moving on. You know that? Yes. If he throws a nine and three at Alabama right now, loses three games in the regular season. You're going to get that. So it's a lot of it's expectation, right? That's what it comes down to. And tenure, I mean, I think if a guy's there for a while and he proves himself as, you know, he wins a few playoff games, but then then the fan base wants more. And then when he doesn't deliver first-round exit, eh, you might fire him. Now, I don't know what the conversation is with Mike McCarthy. Is, it, is there serious heat on him? As of yesterday, it sounds like they're they're going to stick with him. But okay. we'll see. You know, Jerry Jones has made some quick decisions before, where, where it sounded like he was one direction. All of a sudden, it went the other way. Kingsbury's not in any trouble, is he? I don't think so. Like that, but that's one example where it, if that trend has been consistent, where which it I, has, and he's a it was a playoff team, yeah. And they've at one point we're looking at like the one seed. At, no, at one point, you know, that fell off, and obviously the Packers got it by a long shot. But they, before this losing started, were a potential one seed. In the NFC, and it all fell apart. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Rams. They lost to a bunch of teams. If it's a trend that you see every year, I can understand if a move were made. I don't expect that in Arizona. I think they will keep Kingsbury. That's one where if you if you see a consistent late-season swoon where you lose a bunch of games and you falter into the playoffs and you lose early, I get it. This is about expectation. It is about expectation. And this is interesting, and I'm not going to do this thing where we – Huskerize it, and you're not going to bait me into losing my marbles. I could try. But it's interesting to hear you say this in the context of what's happened with the Nebraska football program. It's really interesting to me. It is because what is there? How much different are, is situation are we talking with Frank Solich? You don't. You are standing there adamant that you should not fire playoff coaches, but. But what? The rare circumstance where, like a Kingsbury, if they, if they had a trend year after year after year of having a late season fall where they lose seven of nine every year going to the playoffs or five of seven and, it, and they lose the first round, I get it. That's a trend. That's that's something that has happened every year. It's a problem. He's not going to fix it. That's, that's an issue. Right. Yeah. In that situation, they're not going to do anything. He's, he's safe. But I, I would get it if that was yeah. something that happened year in and year out. I'm just telling you, for me, as somebody who sees a lot of coaches get fired every year, 
in the NFL or, or even, you know, it could be NBA, any professional team or even, even college. You know, some teams have great seasons or acceptable seasons and say we need better. It makes sense in a lot of different areas where a lot of these teams didn't make the playoffs. They thought they could be better. You fire your coach. Makes sense. I just think it's weird when you make the playoffs, which is the first goal of the season, mm-hmm. to ax the coach. I don't think it's weird. It's just an expectation thing. If Arians would have lost, if if the Bucks would have lost that first round game to Philly, I don't think Bruce Arians is is going to get fired. Right? No, he's not getting fired. But it'd be really disappointing to that fan base. And if he did it again next but year, he wouldn't get fired though. <clears> no, he, probably wouldn't. But what about fired. next year? <clears throat> if he did it again, well, you might, you might, you might say, "Hey, wait a second. I mean, this is this is a team that won the Super Bowl. Now you can't get past the first round with this with a." It depends on what the roster looks like and all that. Back to Kingsbury, though. I mean, why wouldn't you think about moving on from him based on the record that we laid out? Mm-hmm. The, the, the poor finishes to every year. Yeah. His last seven at Texas Tech and his first three with the Cardinals. A very strong pattern of, of folding at the end of seasons. Right? Yeah, every I mean, don't you have to look at consistent. that if you're the Arizona That's, brass? Again, I don't think they'll fire him, but I would understand the decision why a move would be made if they did that because of the constant trend, not just in the NFL, but in college before that for him. Right. Every year he has folded in December and January mm-hmm. and late November even mm-hmm. part of that. Mm-hmm. That's a trend. It's not an anomaly. It is a trend for Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. But like in in the Mike McCarthy conversation, okay, like you look at that game and, and you know how much of that game is truly on him. Kellen Moore is the play caller for the Cowboys. He is the offensive coordinator. Now again, he's the head coach of the team. The defense was was you know they they had issues with with Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense of the Niners. I, I, all I'm how much of this is on McCarthy? Okay, though. now hold on. If Nebraska's defense falters at a high level, you're putting it all on Frost. You're, you're, well, I, you have a lot of people complaining about Shenandoah. I though. know, but you you you're standing there saying this is Frost issue because he recruits. Um, he's the he's the he's ultimately responsible for the roster. So it's interesting when I just would ask you sometimes, respectfully. To, to listen to the conversations you have about the NFL and other sports and then transfer them to the to, – That's fair? Yeah. To Nebraska? Yeah. 14 flags ain't on the head coach? Who's that on? <laughs> you are the one who always says it stops with the head coach. The buck stops with it's the true. head coach. It, I, I do. If 14 flags ain't on the head coach, then who is it on? Jerry Jones? Well, it, it it's on him. No, it's, it's on, on the, it's it's on on the players head coach. too. It's, it's on, on the players head, it's also. Preparation. Both of them. I'm not, and I don't. I don't want to sit here like and defend Mike McCarthy. Fourteen. I, I don't want people to think that I'm sitting here saying that Mike McCarthy is like a phenomenal coach. I think he's a fine coach. Do you? I do. I think do he's you? a fine coach. Oh, he's all right, but I'm telling you something. Now. He has had the benefit of having great quarterbacks his entire. career. I don't want to oversimplify this conversation too much, but fourteen flags in a playoff game would give me pause as an owner. Okay, what you got? What what are you doing in practice? I mean, what? How do you get fourteen flags in a playoff game? You're supposed to win that game. You're better than that team. You're picked to beat that team, and you got guys tackling offensive linemen. 
What See, was in that? that? In that moment, you have to decide as the owner, is this a one-off or is this going to be a trend? Is this something we see as a problem that just arises in the playoffs when, when the heat is at its absolute hottest? I don't know. I don't know enough about McCar- McCarthy's recent background. But I know when I was watching that game the other day with Alex at it, it, uh, Buff- uh, Big, Big Red, Red Kino, Kino, and they flashed 14 flags. I thought it was, that, that can't be right. They don't have 14 flags. That, yeah, they had 14. <laughs> How does that happen? Anyway. Apparently, they, had, they, they, may, they may have had the most penalties this season as well in the NFL. <laughs> In a playoff game. No, no, I'm just saying, like they, it, in a collective, they had yeah. the most penalties in the oh, NFL okay. for the season. Yeah, okay. So, well, some, I get some what might you're... say undisciplined, some might say aggressive. Yeah, well, yeah, Alabama's a very heavily, heavily penalized team, as was Georgia. Those teams were highly penalized teams in the national t- championship game, and a lot of people will say that. There's a thin line. Aggression or just not disciplined. I don't know. It depends. But back to your conversation, it's interesting to hear you saying this stuff in the context of Nebraska's history. Firing guy playoff coaches essentially, right? I mean if you yeah, if you're sure. if, yes. yeah, if you're nine and three that's playoff you're a playoff team. Huh? So to speak, in NFL terms. Fired here. those guys here. And now on Lincoln Radio, you're standing there saying, How can you do that? That's why I'm saying, can't you please? We've had the benefit of seeing things play out over the years and realizing that, hey, we've probably made some mistakes in the past. Oh, Thank you from Harrison. He says the the Cowboys were number one in penalties. 127 for 1,103 yards. Hmm. I'm not saying, I'm not advocating that you fire McCarthy. And I do, you know, I've, I've respected his career. But I mean, like I said, he's had the, he's had the benefit of having great quarterbacks. Dak's not Aaron Rodgers level, but he is a great quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers, of course, was a great quarterback. And Brett Favre, great quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's had great quarterbacks. Do you understand his whole what I'm saying about transferring this sort of discussion to Nebraska, Jacob? Yeah, it's interesting to hear me hear you, for instance, say it's not the play calling's not on McCarthy's on Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore does call the plus. I know, but you're not doing that with Frost. You're not do you're you're on you're on that microphone. Well, Frost calls yell, the plays. Yelling into the microphone that it's the buck stops with the head coach. You're not doing that in this conversation. I'm just asking. Frost you, does call the plays. <laughs> well, yeah, not this year. Are you going to do that? No. Are well, you, we'll see. What was, I cannot. I cannot predict how myself how 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 I will respond. This season. Well, my guess is, based on your track record, that you'll be yelling into that microphone that the buck stops with Frost. The buck stops with Frost. Now that we know that Whipple will be calling plays, that's yeah, going to be different. Right, right. There's not any, any sort of questioning, though. Okay. You know who's calling the plays? Whip. Whip. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Angry f- says the NFL is different than college. Mm-hmm. In what way? Well, I get. See your your what the, are you saying? Your hypo, you know, your theoretical statement there about nine and three is essentially the playoffs. It's it's not the playoffs. So you know, it's right. a bowl game. If you count that as the playoffs, mm-hmm. the playoffs are definitive in the NFL. You either make it or you don't. True. They are definitive. right now. Fourteen yep. teams. It used to be twelve of mm-hmm. twelve of thirty two made mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. you know, your upper. There's a line now. There's fourteen, so it's just short of half. But mm-hmm. still, 
you're in the upper half of teams. And I get the expectation conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I would counsel but just, you. Do you understand where I'm at, though? Yes, this? I do. I do completely uh, understand. As but a I, fan of a team that never makes the playoffs, uh huh, it's just weird to me. Oh, no. Now, hold on. Now, come on. We can, we can, we can make sense of this. Okay, please, please do. Jake, in your shoes with Miami Dolphins, I understand why it's hard for you to fathom firing a coach that makes the playoff. Thank but, you. But not at there's there's obvious examples of teams where it would make sense, right? I mean, if I, I mean, come on, it, this is about expectation. I mean, firing McCarthy wouldn't be, I don't think, out of line right now based on expectation, right? Do you think it would be out of line? I think a little bit, yeah. They, they had, I mean, they, they didn't sneak in the playoffs. They won their division. Like, if, they, if this team well, had... Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they were expected to go farther. Right, but this is a, a conversation to me more if they underachieved the whole season. Okay. They did not. They had, they had a good yeah, season. Yeah, McCarthy's not a great example. You're, you're the NFL expert. You could come up with examples of teams that, that have been very good for a period of time and then folded up in the playoffs. And you would understand why the owner might take a look at that head coach and wonder why... Why are we faltering? Especially if it happened a couple times. It's this is about expectation, right? Let's see what Matthew from Hickman says. I just can't uh, before that. I, I I mentioned this. I'll say it again because I confirmed this. I I cannot believe this happened in the NFL in two thousand and six. Okay, I mentioned this before. The late great, the great late. Sorry, the uh, Marty Schottenheimer okay. passed away last yeah. year. He got, he was fired for going fourteen and two. But what were the circumstances? They lost in the second round of the playoffs. They had a first round bye. Okay. They lost the Patriots in the AFC divisional game. Okay. They went fourteen and two, and he got whacked. Mm, yeah, expectation. The the obviously expectation. His four years prior, sip were eight and eight, four and twelve, <laughs> twelve and four, nine and seven, fourteen and two. You'd think, wow, okay, he know. did it. He got over the hump and yeah. had a great season. You didn't go to the Super Bowl. Why would you fire that guy? I wouldn't. That was his best season. I wouldn't. Fourteen and two. I probably wouldn't, but I don't know all the circumstances. Yeah. Let's see what Matthew from Hickman Matthew from Hickman, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, just got back from vacation down in Florida. Oh. Kind of on the same topic, but pretty much not. <clears throat> just random here. I went and I had the honor to to uh, go down to a Bucks game. It was the Bucks versus the Panthers. Cool. And I I, I was able to watch Amir run all over the field, even though they lost. I mean, I'm a Bucks fan, but it was great. And then I got to see Sue, and of course, you know, Brady played. But my question here is, I don't think I truly appreciated and realized how good of a back Amir was, and is. And I always hear Sid talk about, we got to get that first and second round talent back in the, into the office again. So my question for you is, looking at the depth chart as it sits right now, mm-hmm. Do you guys see anybody that has potential to be a first or second rounder in our running back room? I appreciate you guys. Okay. I love it as always. I'll shut up and listen. Okay, Matthew, we can we can shift gears a little bit here. No, I don't. I don't. Um, Simple as that. No. All right. I just. I, and now we don't know what Anthony Grant has exactly. He's the um, the player who just committed to Nebraska from the New Mexico Military Institute. His numbers were gaudy. In junior college, 1,700 yards rushing last year for the national champions at the junior college level. But no, I mean, there's no – hey, Matthew, no, there's nobody you point to right now that, that, that you would – now, listen, 
if you if there was that guy, you'd know about him. You wouldn't be asking me, okay? If if Matthew, if that guy was on the depth chart, you'd know about him. Trust me, yeah. okay? But no, not no. As you look at that depth chart right now, I mean, Ramirez, you know, Ramirez the most proven guy coming back, and he didn't show to be a first or second round pick, right? Will you please stay with me? Yeah, with you. So okay. Text line. Ramir Johnson. Yeah, Ramir Johnson. Um, Marquis Step. Um, who's out, who else is in the room? Come on. Um, they lost. Gears. They lost Morrison shift and gears. Scott, so yeah. they lost two guys there. Gabe Irvin. Gabe Irvin, who's yeah. back from hopefully back from injury. Right. I don't think Gabe Irvin will be fully healthy to start spring ball. Gabe Irvin looks Jacques like Jack Kesyant. Thank you. Um. No, none of those guys you'd look at and say first or second round this year. Gabe Irvin, I, I like his talent because I like his size, and he's he's you know he's a he looks like a Big Ten running back should, but he hasn't shown anything like that. You'd know it. I mean, come on, hey Matthew, those guys are. Think about Braylon Allen. Okay, that's what you're thinking about. Travion Henderson at Ohio State. Okay, Braylon out. Oh, by the way. Did you notice this yesterday? Think about something. You want you want, you want me to put some fear of the fear of God into you? I don't want to. But is it? Do you see it crop up yesterday that Caleb Williams maybe Wisconsin has a shot at him? I did not see. No, yeah. I did not see. That. Uh, hello. Um, oh, yeah. It's maybe small percentage, but one of his mentors is Russell Wilson. Wilson. And hmm. yeah, now put Caleb Williams and Braylon Allen in the same backfield. I don't like that. And and what's that look like to you? I don't like that at all. But, Matthew, what I would say is Braylon Allen, the guy who averaged 10 yards per carry against Nebraska last year, you'd look at him and say he has a shot to be a first or second rounder, right? Shot. He's really good. And he, I wouldn't even say right now he's a first or second rounder, right? Shot. Mm. Good shot. I'd say good shot with size and speed and based on what you saw against Nebraska yes. and some other teams. Well, not just Nebraska. He was great last year. But Matthew, that's the guy you're looking at. If think about the conversation we'd be having at Nebraska right now if they had Braylon. Yeah, going just one season. guy, just one uh, guy after a freshman season, he was going to a sophomore season. Yeah, just one guy that could change the conversation that much. That's a first or second rounder. Yeah, Amir was Amir was a a beautiful running back, a beautiful running back. And you 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 always talk about the Miami game. He didn't have much. Was, he found holes that did not exist. Yeah. It just ran. You like, watch the replays. And say, well, how did he even see that? Ran like he was possessed. How, how did he get through that area? One, he put, he put, he was directly responsible for wins. Yes. Oh, he's really- Nickel State directly responsible. No, Nor- McNeese State. McNeese State. McNeese State directly responsible. North- Northwestern directly responsible. Prob- I mean, you could that I'm, Michigan game. He beat Michigan on the road. Directly responsible. A touchdown to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. Nice pitch from that's from right, Tommy. Tommy. That's right. Uh, Robin Washington up next on Early Break on the Ticket. <laughs>